Lock that to kick off with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, championship weekend. We got both games. We got both totals. And I know I know Boomer loves the picks imaging. So could we play that for him? Let's go. Picks of the week. I mean, that just gets Boomer in the mood right there. All right, let's roll. Eagles, Niners. Eagles laying two and a half. Your total is 46. So let's dig into the game a little bit, Boomer. Um, what do you make here? Purdy on the road. Rookie QBs have made the championship game yeah. four times. Yep. They're 0-4. What do you make of Purdy in Philly? So you got Sean King, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, and Mark Sanchez all made it to this. So who's who? Now, those guys, most of them all played the entire season. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy has been nothing short of amazing for me. And I know that you can nitpick him about certain things that he's done, but I'm like, my God, guy's a baby. You got to yeah. give him a little bit of a break. And the thing that I appreciate most about what he has done is that he's not turning the ball over. And he is making quick decisions. But again, I go back to Kyle Shanahan. So he's designing plays and pass protections to take some of the decision-making away from Brock Purdy. It's almost like he's playing Madden with his quarterback and kind of make it a little bit easier for yeah, he's him. He's only got two buttons to hit. Right. I do believe like between six and 12 decisions will be made where he's going to have to read the coverages and he's going to have to read the blitzes, especially if they want to get five men out. But I can't imagine against this Eagle defense that they're going to be that way unless they have to be that way late in the game where they're trailing. Yeah. And then they'll have to go out and do something. But they look, they got the best left tackle in football. They have the group of four or five guys around him as skilled players are as good as uh, as anybody in the league and are all smart football players. And the, really the secret sauce, the Kyle Shanahan's offense, there's always motion, yeah. there's always a shift, but they're all running the same plays out of different formations and yeah. out of different personnel groups. And it's, it's with different players lined up at different positions every single play. And that does something like the pre-snap candy is what I call it. Like that affects a defense, even it's half a, camouflage. a yeah. It's a camouflage and, and it creates a little bit of indecision. So if you're Philly, how do you attack it? How well, do you defense, attack? Yeah, how are you going to make Purdy's day miserable? Well, I, I'm going to count on my front four. I got to get, you know, there is, this is a 70-sack team. You know, this is a team that has generated pressure from all three levels, yeah. from their safety position, from their linebacker position, from their defensive tackle and defensive end position, much like the 49ers are. So, like, why am I going to take chances and leave Brandon Ayuk one-on-one, no matter who my, my corner is and how good they are, you know, they're still playing against these fast wide receivers. So, and Debo Samuel, for that matter. For that matter. So, the, the one thing I do know, he has a tendency, Brock Purdy does, to look for George Kittle. So, that's the first guy that I'm locking in on. Yeah. If you're asking me how I'm going to, you know, kind of defend their passing game. The second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to try to do and limit uh, Christian McCaffrey from running the ball between the tackles. And there's only one way to do that. And has knocked the living crap out of him, yeah. and see if you can knock him out of the game. What'd you I make mean, of the calf thing? I don't think it's a big deal. I, okay. I know that he is uh, injury prone and everything else, but for this game, he'll be fine. I'm sure he got treatment all week. But I, again, to go back to your initial thought, I, I got to take George Kittle out of the game. I got to hit Christian McCaffrey because he very rarely takes a direct hit. I got to hit him, and I got to gang tackle him, and I got to see if I can knock him out of the game. You know what's really interesting too with Purdy? Not not to nerd mm-hmm. out, but like. He makes the off-platform throws that guys who have way better physical, who have way better pedigree, 
Like he made a couple of throws, Boomer, where like pressure was was coming to him, and his feet got parallel to the line of scrimmage, and he's got to throw a ball yeah. over to. It's like the worst case scenario. He's basically. not a big kid either. No, but he's making these plays, and you're going, how the hell is he doing that? See, everybody says, well, it's about the team around him, but wait a minute, time out. He has his own situational stuff that he's got to deal with. Yeah, he's got defensive linemen coming at him. He's got to read coverages. He's got to read the whether or not a wide receiver is going to sit down in his own, or if he's going to break off because he's reading man. Right. They all have to be on the same page. And really, what's amazing in the seven games that he's played is just how in tune he is to everybody. Like that play. To George Kittle last week, which probably shouldn't have been allowed because George Kittle, in my eyes, was an un- ineligible wide receiver mm. due to the formation. <clears throat> but to be able to have the poise to make that throw and then Kittle make the great catch, yeah, uh, you know, you, you don't teach that. No, it's the same thing. When you, in the the play I was referring to as well is the ball to McCaffrey. He kind of ran like an angle route, and McCaffrey's going. The other way, and he he had pressure in his face, and he had to basically flip his hips and and you're going. That's a veteran move by a six five, two hundred twenty five pound QB. That's right. And by the way, the Dallas Cowboys have a very fast defense. Yeah. So he'll have seen a very good defense, much like the one that he's going to see on Sunday. So let's go the other way. Um, Niner defense. We know what they're going to do. They're going to rush four, drop seven. They'll bring an occasional blitz a little late. They'll try to, you know, Werner will try to shoot a gap, but. My question is Hurts and whether, and again, I know last week they blew out the Giants. Can't go by that. Just no, like you it, couldn't that, go by the Giants get against Minnesota. No, I know. What I'm saying is we don't get a read on what I'm about to tell you is, okay, if he could threaten them with his feet, it's going to open up what I think is the biggest weakness for San Francisco to corners. The problem is the Niners have the linebackers, the athletes, with Werner and Greenlaw to, I think, mitigate that a little. And that's where I go, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, well, everybody needs speed and everybody needs suddenness on defense especially, and that's what both of these teams have. Both of them have them at all three levels. Maybe the cornerbacks are a little light for uh, San Francisco, but I worry about Lane Johnson with that groin yeah, injury. And I still think it's, I think, it's a, I think it's a sports hernia, by the way, and I told you that last week. Last week it was Kayvon Thibodeau. <clears throat> Rookie, you can engulf him. He doesn't have a lot of moves. He's not nearly yeah, is a whole as strong deal. and as quick as Nick Bosa is. To me, that's the X factor in this game. That specific matchup, and will Lane Johnson make it through the entire game going up against a relentless Nick Bosa? And I mean relentless, folks. You watch him on the field. He's one of the defensive ends in this league who is worth just watching him on a pass play. That's how relentless he is. So that's... To me, that's the money spot right here in this game for the San Francisco defense. Yeah, I think if the Eagles are going to get this done, it's Hurts throwing and taking shots because this, the, the way the scheme works in San Francisco, they're susceptible down the field. I think if that – if it, I don't think the Eagles are going to line up and run it. It's going to be interesting to see how Jalen plays this game early on, to see whether or not he's got the jitters, yeah. whether or not he's got a little bit of nerve uh, angle to him. That's the same thing for Brock Purdy. I always wonder how you calm a, a guy down, get him a couple easy completions, move yeah. the ball. You know, the Giants did move the ball on the Eagles initially in that game last week. It's just that they made a couple bad decisions, and those decisions led to worse decisions, which led to a lot of points, and then the game got away from them. That will not be the case here against the 49ers. Where are you going with this? Eagles or Niners? You taking the two or laying the two and a half? I am I am uh I'm I'm taking the Niners. Okay. I think they're gonna win outright. 
I like them 24-23, which then puts me over. in the over category. Okay, I like the over. I do think it'll be higher scoring. I just can't get off the Eagles and a rookie on the road. But I, it, look, who the hell knows? I guess if it were that easy, uh, we wouldn't work for a living. All right, let's go to the second game, and this is really the the one. It, it's the battle. Boomer, both his godsons in this game. <laughs> Chiefs laying one to the Bengals. Now, again, it started out Chiefs minus three, ended up Bengals minus two and a half. Back to Chiefs minus one. It's been everywhere as far as a spread. Your total, 47. Um, talk to me. I mean, where are you at right here on open when this came out? And you go, okay, it's going to be a return to Arrowhead. Were yeah, you well, all Bengals? For, well, yeah, I was, I'm going to go Bengals because I, I picked that on the NFL today earlier in the season that it was going to be the Bengals and the 49ers. Uh, now, here's the thing about the Bengals. Uh, when you collectively put all of their skill guys on offense together, that is the best group in the NFL. They got speed. They got size. They, got a, they have a tight end presence now with Hayden Hurst. They got a quarterback who's got ice in his veins. Uh, they can do it a lot of different ways. They can run it with Samaj P. Ryan. They can run it with Joe Mixon. They have a power running game. They have a finesse running game. They have running backs out of the backfield. And the secret sauce for a great quarterback like uh, Joe Burrow is to play the game the way that Tom Brady played when he was in his prime, and he figured it out. Check it down. And I'm telling you, check it down. When you have Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski running down the field and all defenses turning their back on the quarterback, you know what you do on third and 12? Throw it four yards to Julian Edelman, let him break a tackle and make a first down. Or throw it to Joe Mixon or Hayden Hurst and let them make a, a great run and make one guy miss and, and make the first down. And then when you get back on first down, then you go down the field. And that's exactly what the Bengals have done. They are about as balanced an offense as there is in the NFL that is left in this uh, in, in this playoff run. And I think that uh, they are just too explosive for the for the Kansas City defense. All right, so I'm not going to try to sell you. I'm just going to tell you what I'm thinking. I, I think in the biggest games, your biggest weaknesses get exposed. And I look, I understand what the Bengals O-line did to the Bills. We all saw it. But this week, there couldn't be a defensive scheme more, just more different and more just diametrically opposed to Leslie Frazier than what Spags is going to run in KC. Can I just say, while you're saying this, I, I like Steve Spagnuolo. I am not a big fan of what they do on defense. Did Tell you me. see them get out formation last week? I, they, you have were, Christian Kirk coming out of the backfield, and he was covered by Carl Lothkins. Look, mistakes who's a were defensive made. End. Yeah, not But great. this is what I'm talking about. His defense has never been overwhelming. It's never been a 49er defense. No. It's never been a, an Eagle defense. It's always been a bend, don't break defense. And then when he gets in the red zone, he does these crazy blitzes, blitzes. and stuff. But here's and the you know key. Do you know who led the league in quarterback rip hits? Those blitzes. They led the league in quarterback hits. I, That's yeah. crazy. So here's the one thing I will agree with you on. There is a mammoth on the other side of the ball on the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs, and his name is Chris Jones. He's a game wrecker. So the Bengals probably would have won the Super Bowl last year Without Aaron had Ronald. Joe Burrow been able to, on the last play, look to his right and see Jamar Chase running down the field, beating Jalen Ramsey on a double move. Yep. But who was in the backfield? Aaron Donald. That's right. And he ruined the opportunity yeah. for them to win the Super Bowl. To me, that is the biggest problem going into this game is dealing with Christopher Chris Jones on the defensive line of the Kansas City Yeah, Chiefs. and what I look, what I like is this. And Boomer's right. The red zone, I mean, Spags is like a 15-year-old kid playing Madden, just <clears throat> blitzing nine guys. Hey, dude, forget that. You, you don't have one guy in that secondary, young secondary, by the way, 
going up against six foot five T. Higgins, six foot three with long arms, Jamar Chase, Hayden Hurst running down the middle. I mean, Tyler Boyd. I mean, think about the matchup. I know. Of the wide receivers in the secondary of the Chiefs. What I'm basing a lot of it on is the ability with four to make it uncomfortable for Joe. And he I gets, just. He gets rid of the ball. The only guy who gets rid of the ball faster than he does is Tom Brady. Yeah. I, th- I think that's actually statistically true. You are watching a player that has figured it out just like Tom Brady figured it out when he was in his prime. And that's why I say there isn't a guy that plays the game more like Tom Brady than Joe Burrow. Now, what do you make of Mahomes? See, here's the other thing, and maybe I'm letting something factor in that shouldn't. I just have a hard time believing Burrow's going to go 4-0 against Mahomes and go to Arrowhead back-to-back years and put a bullet in their season. I got a hard time with that. I just feel that the ankle injury is significant. I don't care about walking up the podiums and everything else. And like I told you, they may shoot it up. I don't know if it will last the whole game. But, you know, at the end of the day, that is a big part of Patrick Mahomes' game. And every time they get near him, they're going to be falling on that ankle. Accidentally, of course. But it's just a part of it, you yeah. know. And uh, I think Greg Olson said it last week in the uh, the the NFC game between the uh, Cowboys and the 49ers. He basically said, we as offensive players always hate when guys run behind us and grab us and yeah. come down our legs because we want to make sure we can get our legs out from underneath so what happened to Patrick Mahomes doesn't happen. Right. I just now know that you have a hampered quarterback. They know it, and when they get a chance to hit it, they're going to go after it. You're going Bengals. That's clear. Where are you at on the total? 47. I, I think I think it's going to be over, and I think it's going to be 31 to 27. That kind of 30 to 27. That kind of deal. And I'm taking the Bengals to go to back to go back to the Super Bowl and meet the 49ers for a third time. All right. And as I said earlier, I won't belabor it. I I think the Chiefs have an opportunity to run the football here, be physical, keep Burrow off the field a little bit. I know it flies in the face of what people think Kansas City is. Pacheco will play a major role. I think checking it down can play a major role where McKinnon can be involved. I just, maybe I have totally missed the mark with it. I am, if this makes any sense, guys, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Like, let's not get it twisted. I love Joe Burrow. I'm just, I'm here to tell you, I have to tell you what I think is going to happen, not what I want to happen. I am going to take the Chiefs. And because of this idea of running the football, because I worry about Kansas City and the consistent pressure they can apply, I think <laughs> the Bengals would be smart to run the ball. They will. They I'm going will. under. All right, you're going under. So I'm going to just say this real quickly. Go ahead. And and that is when I think about like who the Bengals are, what what their story is. They have had a couple of breaks on defense here in big games. One was against the Patriots. Von Bell forced a, a, yep. a, a I guess and Sam Hubbard. The, and Sam Hubbard's got the fumble too. I, and those things just don't happen randomly. No. They happen to teams that are on a special, special trajectory. All right, let's get to the rundown. We got a lot of stuff in the league, a lot more to do. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenny.